It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. We're broadcasting from the East Coast. We're not in Russia. I'd like to know more about Russia. Maybe our maybe our investment strategists know about Russia. We're going to talk to we're talking to Stephanie Link, chief investment strategist of Hightower Advisors, head of investment solutions. We got Jim LeCamp, uh, senior VP for investments at Morgan Stanley. I'm Larry Kudlow. Stephanie Link, um, what's is there a coup d'état in Russia? Could affect the stock market, you know. Well, I certainly could. It's another <laughs> unknown that, you know, is adding, adding up. Um, I was, I was just, um, going through all of the things that we've ticked off in terms of the unknowns, uh, the negatives, uh, the <laughs> debt ceiling, the bank crisis for now, the Fed, there's still a question mark, but at least you know we're probably in the eighth or the ninth inning. And as a result, the market has actually broadened out, uh, over the last couple of weeks, which has been encouraging. But then now you add this piece of unknown news. And it certainly is going to be a, a cloud. Um, it's certainly going to affect commodity prices for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll have to just kind of wait and see. But, um, you know, it's disappointing. Um, but, uh, but I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to focus on other things. Fundamentals, for example, of the economy, not oh. perfect. Oh. Not perfect, Larry, Funda- as you know. Fundamentals but... of the economy. Imagine that. Imagine that, I'm, right? I spent a couple I, hours... I'm reporting on Russia and impeachment, and that's what we love about Stephanie. She just keeps her focus on the economic fundamentals. I'm trying to make us all some money, um, and so I'm focusing on the resilient consumer, right? I mean, and we know the job market still pretty healthy, retail sales, housing is absolutely back from 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 the the, the recession it saw last year. Autos is better. Manufacturing is mixed, Larry. I'm not going to try to, 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 to sugarcoat that. But if you have uh, a company that is focused on onshoring, that's real. And that's, that's huge momentum. Every company I talk to. So while the PMI stink, the onshoring part is real. And overall, I look at the Atlanta Fed GDP now, and it's running at about 2% for the quarter, that's not recession. And everybody's obsessed with recession. So just trying to take advantage of these crummy weeks that we just had to look for opportunities. Well, by the way, <clears throat> interestingly, uh, I'll toss this out to, to both of you, but Jim LeCamp, it's your turn. Uh, we just got, I just got off the phone with um, John Taylor of uh, Stanford mm-hmm. and Hoover Institute. And, I mean, there's no, no better Fed guy than John Taylor. And mm-hmm. he, was, he said a couple of interesting things. One is he thinks the Taylor rule would put the Fed funds rate at 6%. Uh, and he said they're close, and the Fed's finally caught up, and they're doing a good job, et cetera, et cetera. He doesn't think inflation has to be sticky forever. He thinks the Fed is now on the right track. Second point that Taylor said, and this is important, he thinks there could be a soft landing. He's not necessarily in the recession camp. And again, you know, Taylor is a really smart guy and um, a very level-headed guy, even keel sort of guy. So I thought that was quite interesting. I talked about the inverted yield curve with him, uh, the drawdown in the money supply and so forth and so on. But he felt, uh, Jim LeCamp, he felt you could have a soft landing. You might. I mean, uh, if you, in many ways it looks like a 2016-style possibility of a soft landing, and I, I think there's two things that not enough people are talking about. 
here that are holding the market afloat, but also the economy. One is there is a tremendous amount of fiscal stimulus still in the economy. You can talk all you want about the Fed tightening, but there is a tremendous amount of fiscal stimulus. I spoke with Robert Kaplan yesterday. They do all these surveys still, and he was telling me about how many businesses across how many states are still dealing with government contracts, new monies, and they have projects going on. And he felt like that would keep inflation higher. I think that, that that's a very real possibility, higher for longer and rates higher for longer. The second thing that I think is um, a, an aid to risk-taking is something that not enough people are talking about, and that is excess liquidity in the system. If you look at how much money the Fed has printed and how much is actually being used in the banking system and what's left over, excess liquidity is usually associated with risk-taking, and I think that's one of the reasons why the stock market is held afloat. And I don't want to rain on Stephanie's uh, parade. By the way, nice seeing you the other day, uh, Stephanie. But um, the leading indicators are down 14 months in a row. Uh, Manufacturing uh, CapEx plans are still pretty weak. The economic data, I would argue, and, and I agree with your comments on housing, but the economic, uh, economic data uh, outside of the service sector still looks pretty weak. Still looks pretty strong in the service sector, but outside of that, pretty weak. And so while I think a, um, a soft landing is very possible here, I'm going to give it about a 50-50 odds. I still mm-hmm. think it's very possible we go into a recession. Well, the New York Fed yield curve model would suggest about a 70% chance of recession. I'm just saying this is what John Taylor was surmising. Um, It could be a triumph of hope over experience. I don't know. But why did the market drop 572 points this week, Steph? Uh, That's the reality that rates are staying higher for longer, not only in the U.S., but many parts of the world. And that's because inflation is problematic, as Jim just mentioned. Um, It's you know, look at the U.S., we know the numbers are high in terms of inflation. 5.3 for the core, the core CPI X shelter um, is uh, two times the expectations and what the Fed wants. PMI, and it's all because of what Jim said about services. PMI is a 54.1 for services. That's gangbusters. Mm. But you also have the BOE. The BOE, their inflation is at 7.9%. That's too high. ECB, Turkey, Canada, Australia, all raising, and surprisingly so, in, uh, to the degree of what they did. Um, so no easing anytime soon. And then the recession talk gets louder and louder. And I think importantly, the reason why um, the market has held up this year, it's been driven by um, just a, 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 a big amount, a large amount of companies, like 10 stocks accounting for 90 percent of the returns year to date. Um, and that and they mainly are growth and technology. And they benefited because people felt that that was going to pivot and they're not going to pivot. Mm-hmm. So that's why you saw the Nasdaq fall more than the S&P, and that's why you're seeing a broadening, because people are saying, wait, there's other parts of the, the market that really haven't done very well year-to-date. Might as well look at some of them and take our gains in technology. So I think it's really that's the reality of, of, of the Fed and, and the global central bankers. Jen LeCamp, uh, Janet Yellen, remember her, she <laughs> made a statement. Yeah, we can't get away from her. No, you've got her for a while. <laughs> the whole gang's going to be here for another 18 months. Lord help us. Um <laughs> anyway, her she was saying that bank mergers are going to continue this year. And that was a somewhat cryptic statement. I'm not sure what she was saying 
except that bank mergers are going to continue. I don't know if that means the banking crisis, regionals, continues. Um, what do you make of that? I'm just looking. The KBW Bank Index fell 5% uh, this past week. Year-to-date, it's down 23%. So was she trying to tell us that these regional banks and smaller banks are going to have more trouble and that they're going to let bigger banks buy them? Yeah, I think she is telling us that, and I think uh, this is a really, really bad thing. And the reason I do is, look, if you're a small business, small businesses hire 70% of people, and and small businesses – If you look at one of the things driving the market here, Larry, it's that big businesses are doing more with less, less employees, more technology. That's tough for small businesses that hire 70% of people out there. And if you look at where they get their funding, it's from small banks. It's from local and regional banks. And look, bigger is not necessarily better. Silicon Valley Bank was not a small bank. It was poorly run poorly regulated, uh, poorly, uh, their governance uh, internally was terrible. But the idea that uh, we'll have a better grip on this if, if we just consolidate into a bunch of bigger banks is ludicrous, in my opinion. And it's really bad for uh, local businesses, really bad for the economy. Mm. Stephanie, would you ever buy bank stocks? <laughs> I Again, own some, I, I, own, I, own, I own some banks. Um, I, I think that the regionals are are going to struggle for a lot of reasons. M- one, number one, they're losing market share, hand over fist to the large banks. Yep. So if I'm going to own a bank or financial, I'm, I, in which I do, I would focus on the Bank of America's, um, the Morgan Stanley's. Um, I, I like Schwab a lot as well. Um, the regionals are also going to suffer, though, because they're going to have to raise capital. Uh, there's no question because of the requirements, the, the capital requirements are going, they're going to go much, much higher after the failures. And so they're not going to be able to buy back stock. They're not going to be able to increase dividends. And that's going to be problematic. Now, I think the big banks are also going to have to increase their capital uh, requirements as well, but they have much stronger balance sheets and much stronger capital le- uh, liquidity ish- and liquidity um, than than the smaller ones, and so maybe Yellen is is uh, is is right that we're going to see more mergers. She's going to have to let. And in fact, uh, uh, Brian Moynihan, uh, the CEO of Bank of America, said two weeks ago that he would love to buy some banks and get bigger if the Fed would let them. And it sounds like she might let them because what's the alternative? So to me, it's all about the capital uh, issues. And I will just say that we may have a couple more failures. That would not surprise me since. 2009, we've had 513 banks uh, fail. Uh, we have over 4,000 banks in the in the in in the U.S. So keep it into perspective. Um, and so I think if you're going to own banks, I do think some of the big ones are very very cheap. Are they going to outperform given all these headlines? Probably not. Not in the short term. You know, 40 years ago, we had 25,000 banks. Oh God! Seriously, if you look, Larry, if you look 40, internationally, I'm, I'm just saying. I mean that. The number might not have been exactly twenty five thousand, but it was well over twenty thousand, uh, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of interesting. And and the consolidation continues. Both of you are saying the consolidation will continue. You don't read about a lot of banks that go down, but they go down. We, we mm-hmm. just didn't need that many banks. That's all. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. If uh, you look internationally, Larry, um, we we are a, a far better 
at utilizing local and regional banks than our international brethren are. And that's one of the reasons why the U.S. economy has always been more buoyant and more resilient and grows faster than other developed countries. And so if, if we go to more their model of more centralization, I, I have a very hard time believing that would be good for an economy that's already – I mean, look, one other point about the economy. The ratio of leading to coincident indicators is completely consistent with recession. Mm-hmm. So uh, while the market may be saying, hey, we, we could have a soft landing, there is definitely a, count, a strong counterargument out there. Well, 14 straight declines in the LEI, that's yep. a lot. All right, I, I, that's a lot. I mean, you combine that with an inverted yield curve, usually. I mean, it's a red flag, if nothing else. Anyway, I got to I gotta take a quick break here. We were with Stephanie Link is the Chief Investment Strategist at Hightower Advisors and Head of Investment Solutions. And Jim LeCamp is a Senior VP of Investments at Morgan Stanley. I wonder if Hunter Biden's thinking about buying a bank. That was a joke. Joke, joke, joke. Ha, ha, ha. Guys didn't like my Hunter Biden joke, huh? I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know. Just saying. Uh, Stephanie Link, uh, is Goldman Sachs in trouble? Mm. I no, mean, I don't. I don't think they're in, <laughs> I I read think stuff they're in trouble, about... but I think I think their CEO is is in trouble for yeah, sure. Okay. When when yeah. you have when you have rumors flying from the boardroom uh, that they're not happy with his performance, which, and no one's happy with his performance. However, it's not necessarily a Goldman Sachs specific thing. I think there are some things specific, um, that they've, they've done some real big miscues, uh, and that is not focused on, uh, what Morgan Stanley did was, was building out wealth management, um, and which, which is where Jim works. But, uh, I think that they really, um, I think he dropped the ball. But I think the industry as a whole, look, I mean, capital markets have been in, in, under such stress for the last several years. Uh, one of the reasons why I think Morgan Stanley is an interesting idea is really because, again, they have focused uh, into wealth management. That's a good business. Uh, but also I think capital markets, it's in the process of bottoming, right? We're mm. starting to hear a little bit more about IPOs. We're starting to hear a little bit more about trading getting less bad um, uh, and that sort of thing, underwriting, that sort of thing. So it's not in trouble per se, but I think if, I wouldn't be surprised to wake up one day and and the CEO is is uh, has been asked to leave. No, I get it. Um, it's just that Jim LeCamp, the one thing we don't need is for a large bank to go down. Yeah, I don't think they're they're in trouble. They uh, their, their cash flow in twenty two is about forty one bucks. That was way down from twenty one at seventy bucks. And but their earnings are are still projected to be pretty strong both this year and next. They do they do carry a lot of debt as a lot of financial institutions do, but I, I don't think they're in trouble in, in terms of going away or any sort of a, a meltdown there. I just think they're they're losing their relevancy in many areas. Huh. What's uh, for both of you, Jim LeCamp? Please, you first. Uh... Real fast, what's your favorite investment right now? Well, I think the market's overdone by almost any respect that you can do, and, and sentiment has finally uh, gotten uh, too positive instead of being too negative for a long period of time. So I think we have to shorten the leash, the leash uh, on our on our stock investments. But in terms of what I like, 
Um, I think energy is a really good long-term play here. Uh, I don't think it's going to move tomorrow or the next day, but I, uh, the, the rig count is almost down to zero. It's not zero, but it's way down, and they've been draining the strategic petroleum reserve. So I do like that. But beyond that, Larry, okay. I, I think we have to be a little defensive in the very short term. Steph, your favorite? Uh, I would say FedEx is my favorite. Um, I think that this new CEO is doing a, an amazing job in the face of very difficult uh, mm-hmm. volume trends. But margins now, they are, are, are up in the face of weaker, or weaker volumes, and they just beat earnings for the third quarter in a row, which they haven't done in like 25 years. I also like on the defensive side, Zimmer, utilization rates are starting to pick up. And I like Las Vegas Sands for the recovery in China. Terrific stuff. Thanks to both of you. Great stuff. Appreciate it. Stephanie Link of Hightower Investors, Jim LeCamp of Morgan Stanley. I'm Kudlow. We're going to do some money in politics on the other side of the break with Liz Peake and Steve Moore. I'm Kudlow. Please stick around. 